the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I encourage people to check out Heather's book, When Race Trumps Merit. So, Heather, let's dive right into it. Just how strong was affirmative action before this ruling? And how much better was it to be black than Asian if you applied to go into Harvard? Racial preferences were absolutely ubiquitous uh, in this country in colleges. Uh, They gave blacks advantages over whites and Asians that were enormous. Blacks were routinely being admitted with test scores and GPAs that would be automatically disqualifying if presented by a white or Asian student. At Harvard, uh, this the school itself determined in 2013 that if it used simple academic merit for admission, race-blind, colorblind, its share of the Black student undergraduate population would drop from 10% to less than 1%. So basically, 100% of Harvard's admits were there thanks to racial preferences. They would not have gotten in under a pure academic skills test. And Asians uh, had to be multiple times better to even be considered uh, by Harvard uh, and and were up against insuperable odds, which they kept beating. You know, the the thing about Asians, you raise the bar for them and they say, okay, (laughs) we'll meet a new standard, you know, and then we raise it higher and they keep meeting it. Why? Because they have a culture that is, incessantly, obsessively focused on academic achievement. Yeah, that would be an interesting, that's the buried lead. How affirmative action made Asians even more pathological about getting good grades. That's, that's something. And it really is a cultural thing. So let's just go through the gap specifically, though. So if the SAT is out of 1600, what score did an Asian need versus an average black person? Well, uh, the Asian Average nationally is about 1,300. The average black for this is on a 1,600 point scale. The average black is about 950. Uh, It's really more the the analyses were done by determining deciles of Harvard's admits and and Asians in the top 10th of all admission uh, criteria were admitted at maybe like a 40% rate if they had perfect SATs, perfect GPAs, perfect recommendations. There were very few, almost no Blacks in those top academic deciles, but they would have basically a 90% uh, admission rate. And as you went down to lower and lower tranches of academic qualifications, the possibility of admission for Asians were basically foreclosed, whereas Blacks were still looking at maybe a 50% chance of admission. Heather, how would you grade the Supreme Court opinion, A, B, C, D, or F? 
Well, I agree with you, Charlie. It did not go nearly far enough. I would say it's maybe a B minus because mm-hmm. it did not throw out the embarrassing, creaky jurisprudence of equal protection, which is just a blot on the Supreme Court's claim to rationality. And it left open a very large loophole for colleges to continue uh, their racially apartheid admissions processes by saying that, well, if a student talks about how his race affected his life experiences, of course, colleges can take that into account in their admissions decision. Well, that validates the practice that's already going on under this specious claim of so-called holistic admissions, which is what colleges say, oh, we're not doing outright racial quotas. We're just looking very individually at every every applicant and making sure that we take into account the vast uh, wonderfulness and kaleidoscope of his life experiences. So guess what's going to happen? An already thriving uh, college admissions consulting racket that tells students how to write college essays to play up their alleged victimhood is just going to get even more robust and vibrant as as black kids are taught. Make sure that the first thing in your college admissions essay is to say, I'm black. And this is, of course, resulted in enormous hardship for me. And and Charlie, if I can just say, you know, the the fallacy of the left, you talk about the Democratic response, Biden response, Obama, whatever. The fallacy of this is to say, oh, this ruling destroys opportunity for black students. No, it doesn't. The same number of blacks will go to college as before. They'll just go to colleges for which they're academically matched. But the we have been taught to believe that a black student not getting into a college because his test scores are too low is the equivalent of a black student not getting into a college because the color of his skin. We're conflating the two. Uh, so any, you know, any neutral standard that has a disparate impact on, on minorities above all blacks simply because their skill levels are too low now in our disparate impact world gets immediately translated into an act of racism. And that is the fundamental lie That's exactly that you're right. combating that I'm combating. Yes. And Thomas Sowell wrote Discrimination and Disparities, and he tackled it, I think, as effectively as anybody else. There are other explanations besides racism of why certain groups might be performing better than others. Uh, Hundreds of other possible explanations if they would dare look into the data. So, Heather, where does this leave us then? They're not going to stop. The regime of anti-racism is still in the civil service, the bureaucracies in corporate America. The Supreme Court ruling might slow down admissions, but they're going to do affirmative action by other means as adversity score, as you mentioned. So where does this leave us? This is far from the end of the cancer, the poison of affirmative action. Well, there are some policy changes that a Republican president could do if he gets in office. He could try to extirpate the disparate impact standard throughout the Code of Federal Regulations statutes, you know, pressuring Congress to take it out. For God's sakes, take it out of the science agencies, because as you say, Charlie, uh, we do not want doctors who have been promoted throughout medical school and into their professional lives based on race, not competence. This thing is real. Mm -hmm. It is serious. But I believe, Charlie, that the equally important to the little the policy tweaks is to combat the narrative, which holds that any disparity in representation in any institution is by definition the product of racism. We have to get honest about talking about 
skills gaps and behavior gaps and cultural gaps as well. I mean, and this is just I mean, I, I said this to a group of blacks who call, you know, they were upset at me. And I said, look, let's just be honest in the black community, or the Asian community who takes homework more seriously. Seri- like, let's just be honest. I'm not saying that's bad or good. Well, I actually think it's good that Asians do. And of course they do. It's not even a question, right, Heather? In Asian communities, they take homework and being studious more seriously than in your typical black family, because in the black family, you don't have fathers around half the t- well, 70 percent of the time. Heather, we're out of time. Just talk about your book. 30 seconds. Just plug your book, please. Well, if you want the facts to fight back against the racism narrative that is threatening our civilization, as I say, it is all coming down as long as racism is the only allowable explanation for racial disparity. This book gives you the facts to fight back. That is so powerful. As long as racism is the only allowable explanation for racial disparities. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.